Um, you should use a condom before you listen. The American dream is dead. John Lyle, L.A. Lloyd, and Drew Bennett, Beaver Kool-Aid. I'm actually at half mass right now. Yeah, yeah. For uh, for John McCain and for uh, Manu. Yes, yes, absolutely. Manu yeah, and John McCain. Ginobili of the Spurs has retired and everybody's kind of up in arms about it. Upset, sad. Well, I was uh, ready for him to retire about three years ago, and then it seemed like um, you know, last season he had a resurgence. Otherwise, right. I was screaming for a couple of seasons, okay, let it be. Let I mean, it be. His hair retired a long time ago. Grandpa. So, what do they call it? Grandpa juice or grandpa? I don't know. It's just kind of weird because all of a sudden it's gone, and that's uh, that represents a good slice of my life. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Big three's gone, man. Tony. Timmy, Manu, so uh, I guess uh, Pop's going to really way, we have are to show talking you. about the San Antonio Spurs. Right, for those of you who are living in L.A. sucking LeBron's dick right now. Wow, Lloyd. Wow. Well, yeah. so much. Hang on a second. Wow. Uh, honey, you probably should go to bed now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I didn't think he was going to do that. Yeah. He, he doesn't. Yeah. He gets, but he gets aggressive. I forgot I was on speaker speaker Sorry, headphones. An explicit know, thing right. on our podcast. Okay. Well, he fucking we'll do does the, it every week. We'll do the daddy daughter podcast visitation thing. <laughs> right. All yeah. Right. Take your take your child. Yeah, right. Take you your too. child to Beaver Kool Aid Day. All right. Um. So. <laughs> But seriously, if if you were playing college ball right now, the last thing you want to get uh, is to be recruited in the East because the West. I mean, f- I mean, I can't see an East championship in the next ten years. I mean, why not? Boston's pretty good. Oh, Philadelphia. Mm-mm. Yeah. Atlanta, L.A. I mean, it's brutal. I mean, Houston, L.A.'s gonna be rough. Clippers are looking great. I mean, the West is the best. No doubt about it. Yeah, but you know, the Spurs are going to have to kick it back into shape pretty quick. I mean, we dismantled, right? <laughs> it's going it's to be a very different team. So don't look for a lot of defense. Um, no. But, yeah, different team. They got that new kid, though. He's real good. Yeah, that guy. New kid. Did you see Stawan Raven. When they drafted him and he walked on, he put his yeah. hat on and it just kind of sat up there on his head. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of like the the uh, the Spurs dynasty is kind of like '80s hair metal bands or MTV video bands where you knew the drummer of the shittiest band ever because you always saw him. Yeah. Now you're like, <laughs> it's like the bands from the 2000s, like faceless, nameless. Like, yeah, that new guy's supposed to be pretty good. I I I don't know his name, but yeah. that, that's the Spurs. So Louis C.K. performed. A show. He he went into a comedy club for the first time in a year since the entire thing went down, and he performed an unannounced show. Yeah, and it was funny. Somebody on uh, Facebook already had the zinger. They said, uh, "Classic Louis performing for people who <laughs> aren't aware that he's going to be performing for them." <laughs> <laughs> So how did it go? Have you seen any footage? Just did a fifteen. Well, I mean, show. yeah, it wasn't that big a deal. But my my point is, do you guys think that Louis C.K. Uh, with the whole Me Too thing, do you think he's, uh, do you think he's been, you know, beaten down enough, or do you think he needs to sit down for a little bit longer? Beaten down enough. Um, 
My wife is a huge fan of Louis C.K. She's seen him in Vegas. She's seen him in Austin several times. She got, you know, really like, I'm like, okay, how do you feel about your boy right now? She's like, oh, he's disgusting, et cetera, et cetera. But I have a feeling. Oh, like that you just don't even listen to the stand-up and you don't feel the same way. Right. I have I have a feeling. I was like, look, I got Louis C.K. He came by the radio station today. He offered me a few, you know, tickets to come to the show tonight. I promise you, she would get in the car and ride with my ass over there. I would go see him right now. I mean, look, I thought he was funny. I liked his TV show. thought he was original. If he did a show in Austin this weekend for Labor Day, I got a couple of tickets to go see him. I'd drive over there and check it out, wouldn't you, Drew? Go see Louis C.K.? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't, and it's not that I want to continue to punish the guy and not go and see. I mean, everybody should be able to go out and make a living. Yeah. But I don't know. I, you know, to me. You think I'm he needs probably, a little more punishment? I'm not even saying that. You know, if, 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 if there are fans of Louis C.K., I guess I'm with you here on this, Lloyd. I don't think he's incredibly funny. I don't think he's what was George that Carlin. Fine. Uh, who gives a, Who cares if he's? And so I'm not. Or not. I'm not going to go. That's well. You're right. But I'm also. I'm not going to go and see him anyway. Right. So I don't care if. I don't care if people go or not. You know what I mean? Or I, for whatever reasons they have to go or not go. I was kind That's of fine. a fan. I was I kind of a fan. You know. So I. I mean, look. It, I was like, I'm not going to go on but Facebook and defend the him. Point, man. It doesn't matter if you're a fan or not. That's not the. That's not really. I don't think that's the original point. It's like, uh, is is it time for him to do this? Right. Has he suffered enough? Can he now do this? I mean, what what is uh, when do you get to kind of reintegrate? I don't care if he's funny or not. It has nothing to do with that. It's just you know. well, well. Let's put it like this: it's two different scenarios, but still a comic that was huge. Not that great at stand-up, but he was on a, a huge television show. Is uh, is the Kramer character who lost his shit, went off on a, a well, black that's... guy, and called him the N-word many times, and he hasn't ever come back. So I mean, that's a bad thing. Sex thing is a bad thing, but that guy hasn't had a comeback yet. I mean, he did a little stint with uh, with Seinfeld on his drinking coffee and cars, which was actually kind of funny. And I think Seinfeld was trying to kind of help him come back into the mainstream again, but that's the only thing I've seen him do. So, what was wrong? What was going through his mind when he did that? He, what an idiot! Well, I mean, I think he's probably always had that in the back of his. You just don't all of a sudden become racist on stage because you lose your shit. I mean, he's <laughs> he's probably already had that and lost his mind, but. Right. You know, it's just like you don't drop your drawers in front of anybody who walks in your hotel room and starts whacking off either. I mean, that, there's some weird shit that's going on that leads up to it. You just finally got caught. So I'll, I'll answer it then. I, I really don't think that the guy should be able to, you know, reintegrate, you know, put his TV show back on. Not that. I mean, if he wants to go and do stand up, that's great. If people want to go and watch him. That's great. Right. But do I think he needs to go? You know, we need to welcome Louis C.K. back from the corner. Not really. I think he was kind of, I think it's kind of disgusting what he did. Well, you could throw, I'm sorry, man. Uh, yeah, maybe, but he didn't go rape somebody. I'm just not following any of this. First of all, it doesn't matter, you know, whether or not he's funny. It's just whether or not, you know, like I said, are you, are you morally ready to forgive the guy? And it's like it, that's, that's meaningless too. Right. It doesn't matter though. I mean, you just reintegrate. 
That's what everybody does. Now, look at Kobe Bryant. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, there are all sorts of different. There are plenty of people. You mean you get to that point, you you know, there it is. You're back in. Life goes on, dude. Jimmy Swagger. You know, it's Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got, you know, these, these it's Louis C.K. It's not Louis uh, the man. Louis C.K. can't win championships. Right. I so guess that's what I, it is. You know, I mean, so if the guy tries and it happens, if it doesn't and he's ostracized, I don't give a shit, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, I, mean, that's you know, what I'm I, saying. I looked at that today and I thought, yeah, at some point in your life, you got to nut it up and get back after it. So I actually took right. it as a life lesson for me hmm. when I was looking at that saying, you know, like, when are you going to nut it up and get back after it? So I did that. You know, that's what I got from that, because no matter what it is, I mean, you got to you got to keep going. You got to step back out there. It's been about two weeks for Alex Jones, so I'm hoping he can make a comeback by Labor Day. I mean, shit. Get him back on Facebook, right? Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. You know what you should do right now? You should call the uh, the Beaver Kool-Aid hotline. Uh, we haven't heard from anyone. Uh, we did put the number out there, and... Uh, no one calls. No one calls, man. <laughs> wow, so. that's a shame. I mean, but we have... No one calls anymore, but try it anyhow, Lloyd. I'd love for you to call in. Well, what's the number? See, that's the problem. I never remember it. <laughs> Why are you bringing it up? That's the first problem. That. If you don't know it, yeah. Um. He's like, let me tell you what. There's a party at my house. Oh, cool. What's the address? I don't know I where I no live. no idea. Right, but you're invited. You're invited, though. <laughs> Thank you, Lloyd. Thank you very much for... Um, <laughs> uh, so, us I love that. We have a number. I don't know what it is. <laughs> But it doesn't really matter because one calls it anyhow. I, kinda, I don't want to harp on. I don't want to sit and talk about Hollywood and like you know. Can I really give the number out? I was just kidding. Do you have it? I got it. Eight five 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 seven six twenty five thirty. Eight five 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 seven six twenty five thirty. Yeah, yeah. I dare you. I dare you to call us because yeah, we will put you on the show no matter how bad your call is because your call could not be any worse than this podcast. So. Right. You just say, why? You didn't like this podcast? Right. I was just going to say you can call up and say, hey, man, you're, you know, you're a real a-hole. Yeah. Because of what you, you know, the way you are. And that's not, but. I have a feeling we'll get some Louis C.K. supporters, some Alex Jones supporters, and Alex uh, Jones supporters. That's just so funny. <laughs> God, God, I wish I, 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 you know, just being you know, not totally insane, but just this side of insane. I wish I had that gig. So, Drew, back to your Hollywood it's like, story. Uh, it's, it is. It's like Fernwood tonight, but on a <laughs> or something like that. It's just too bizarre. Fernwood tonight. Uh, no, so here's the deal. I, that's I don't want to like sit and like you know become e entertainment tonight. But uh, Eddie Murphy is 57 years old. Have you seen his wife, Paige Butcher? No, I haven't seen it. Oh my goodness! How old is she? 26. I, I just saw something. Was he expecting another child? 20s child. He's having his tenth child. Wow. There's a big difference between Eddie Murphy and Louis C.K., obviously. They're going to have to do like a TLC series on him. (laughs) Eddie's 10 kids. Eddie doesn't waste it. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, he does not. The only thing <laughs> the he's wasting is child support, man. That's this girl it. Is, this girl is gorgeous. And uh, anyway, he said expecting his 10th child. He's 57. Wow. God bless him. Baby at 57. I don't give a shit if I was 37. I wouldn't want 10 kids. I don't care how old or how young you are. That's crazy. What do you guys think about having kids when you're in? An, an older hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, oh boy oh, you're well, walking on some thin ice i'm talking about babies yeah when you're in your late 50s um i'm talking about larry king kind of stuff you know larry like, uh, was a lot older though like That's alec baldwin alec baldwin's probably around you know alec baldwin 50s. is 60 he's a year older than i am all right so he's got a brand new child so when he twerks, his balls are definitely bouncing on the floor. There's no doubt shit. about it. I mean, it used to be life expectancy was uh, was what forty, yeah. So yeah. Uh, forty five, right? And people died. That's the way it was. I mean, now, I mean, you know. You, well, let me ask you this, John. If no, you, you if I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, is is, is anything set in stone that you got to be around for seventy years? If you met a really hot twenty five year old, fell madly in love with you. She says, man, John, you're the dude, man. You're the one I've been waiting for my entire 23 years. And she goes like, but there's one thing, man. We got to have a baby. I know you're 59. I know you still, uh, you know, we might have to do the reverse vasectomy thing, but uh, I need a baby. Baby, look just like you. Look just like you with your little mullet back in the 80s. Um, well, you know, I mean, that's the one reason I held out on vasectomy for so long. But because uh, I said, well, I'd always tell the wife, uh, whichever one, I mean, <laughs> God forbid, but you're in a fiery auto accident and everybody dies and, you know, you don't want me to be lonely. Right. And somebody, that's a condition. But after my son was born in uh, 2008, when I was 49 yeah, uh, I said, that's it. I, it doesn't matter. No mods. That's it. No more procreation. No, All right. no. How about you, Drew? I mean, would you, would you, uh, I know you've got about 10 years before you start pushing the, the late fifties, but if you uh, were in that scenario and life had some big dramatic changes and you met someone a little younger than you, that was you know, ready to have some kids. Would you, would you go there? Would you be a, would you be the Mick Jagger? Would you be the, you know, the Alec well, Baldwin? I've, th I've thought a little bit about it. There's a couple things that kind of went through my head on it. One of them was that, you know, I don't want to have to be the father of a kid who lost his father when he was young. Right. No, you know I get I mean? that. Yeah. Uh, and so that's the big deal there. But then there's the other part of it where, you know, if you wind up in a relationship with someone significantly younger than you and that person wants a child, uh, who's this in, and you're in, you know, decent shape right? to be around for a while, who's to say that, you know, that, that kid won't be happy and you wouldn't have had some great years with it and yeah, you know, and so on. And so there's keep them away from about, the gays. Plenty to think about there, but, uh, I don't, I don't know. Oh, I mean, you're still strong and virile. Right. Depends on the situation. Would I Larry King it and have one when I'm 82? Right. Probably not. Yeah. No. I no, I, 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 I kind of come from a selfish standpoint at this point in my life at, you know, late 50. Huh. I, I, I'm like, look, <laughs> I've got two amazing kids. I love them. It's the, the best thing that's ever happened to me is to have two daughters. But I'm kind of at a point in my life that I, I kind of compare it 
Not that I make Howard Stern money, not that I have a, a model girlfriend in my future, but she made up her mind they weren't going to have kids. I mean, Howard had his thing with the kids and he was like, man, I'm done. I, I you know, I want to spend the rest of my older life enjoying the fruits of my labor, go travel, go see stuff. And I don't need to be waking up at 58 years old, changing diapers at 3 a.m. I'm so I would have to say, sorry, if that's what you're looking for, you got the wrong guy. Oh, Lloyd's wow. out. That's but it. aren't we talking about, don't you have to, um, we're, we're talking about you being in some kind of a fantasy Yeah, he just talked anyway. about someone, some unreal scenario. Yeah, right, I mean, we're, we're, I mean, let's, all, let's just add on to the fact that you've got a, a sit-in nanny and she's hot too. And right. You got all this money. Would yeah. you do it? That's what these guys are. I these guys aren't going to have 10 I kids would not unless do they've it. got tons and tons and tons. She, she was an IT, but she came on to me, man. I'm telling you, man. She was all over me. She was all over me. What was I going to do? Scale up to me at a remote, ask for some You're savings. a child. Stop. Every, every young woman is all disappointed now because I said I didn't want to have any more kids. So I'm sorry. No, no, I don't think so. All the 20-year and 30-year-old women like of the really world. <laughs> It's like, I don't really, want that really old glad. fucker crawling on top of me. You know, so if, you, if you're not going to have children anymore, man, why don't, you get, uh, why don't you get fixed? Well, I tell you what I'm going to do is... For the uh, next seven people who call in. <laughs> 855-576-2530. You can be in the room when I get my Lloydsectomy. <laughs> Lloyd and I went to the Kansas concert the other night. <laughs> It was really good. They weren't fixed, man. They were just fucking sterile. They were old, man. There was menopause and there was, you know, there was old balls. And, you know, look, I felt really young at that show. It was John the first John. concert I'd gone to in a long time that I felt really fucking young. John, there wasn't a wet vagina in the house. <laughs> Except mine. I, yeah. <laughs> that was the only one. It was one. good, though. They were great. It was a good show. Uh, you know, they play they play songs that you're like, oh wow, I, I I think I remember that from the depths of my brain. Right. There was more than dust in the wind and and carry on wayward son. I mean, there was yeah, and point in no return. There's, there's yeah, way point in no return. Those songs. There was play the game tonight. There was hold on, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. hold on. I even love beyond play those, the game tonight. even beyond those songs, some of those other ones, I was like, wow, I I like know that. Yeah, song. there's a, there's all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it was it was. It was a musician's dream come true because they all could play really well. And the guy yeah. that, that was doing were, the vocals uh, now, on Lloyd's shoulders. Uh, we we were pretty close. I think I yeah, yeah we were pretty we close. Were close. We were, we were sitting in the, the right behind the soundboard. We had good seats. Yeah, a little perk of the job, John. If you yeah, ever come to Austin, man, I'll take you to a Kansas show, man. You know, the drummer used to fill in for Neil Peart. You just, I don't think you realize how kind of prog rock Kansas is. They're very prog rock, and I hate prog rock. I'm not a prog rock guy at all. Everybody kind of thinks of dust in the wind. No, that's because, that's because you're younger, dude. People that are my age or a little older, they know what, they know that's not, that's not it. I did that's not realize how prog rock they were till I saw them live. I was like, good people God. think of dust in the wind. Yeah, right. to go back to the seventies and uh, you know listen to a lot of stuff. Yeah, but then then they then they got to a point where they started to uh, suck. So there was a part in the show that I told that I told Drew though, and Drew can vouch for this. I was like, dude, John would fucking love this show. I was like, I was like, I wish he was here, man, because he would fucking love that. He'd probably get a. 
You would have the only boner in the house. No wet vaginas, but one boner belongs to John Lyle. But I will say this. I mean, half the band has only been in the band since 2014. Right. Uh, and, you know, Kansas is since its beginning in the, the early 70s. But it's not like they had a bunch of young guys up there like Foreigner does. You know, Foreigner's got, you know, one dude and like everyone else is in their 30s and 40s. I mean, Kansas, all these fucking guys look old. I mean, they look like you're granddad up there well, playing there's two or three guys that were original members of kansas that are still in the there's band. a guy up there with an eye patch and one guy with a wooden leg yeah, yeah. he's 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 an uh, original <laughs> so <laughs> oh, yeah, eye patch is original <laughs> but the singer the singer bowed out right oh yeah he's but the, the guy they had actually could hit those notes and i was right. i was going like man that's that's right. pretty impressive he can hit hit that shit it's not one of those where you go oh kansas is coming oh i gotta save my money for that one. yeah but you, <laughs> I mean, look, I, I even told we had a promotions meeting at the station no, today. Those are the best ones because those are people that can actually play and perform. They did. I mean, and there was no electronic gadgetry. I mean, I even told our sales manager today who I was like, I got to tell you, man, you know, I was a little apprehensive about promoting this show. But fuck, it was one of the biggest shows I've ever seen at uh, at Nutty Brown Cafe. So. And not just a bunch of old people. There were a lot of young kids. Yeah, it was good. Watching. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Thanks for taking me, Lloyd. It yeah. was our birthday party celebration. Yeah, we had a little uh, little uh, beaver date. Yeah, uh, I missed him last year. It was this year. This year, last year. Uh... <laughs> yeah, John, you you want to go to see uh, Gordon Lightfoot with us? And get shit-faced after us? <laughs> Gordon Lightfoot recently. Yeah. No, that's okay. I can, uh, I'll do without the Gordon Lightfoot. But I'll, I'll go see Kansas. I always uh, like now, that's funny, Drew. It was no. That was. Good. You want to go see Sticks without Dennis DeYoung and then go get drunk? Uh, I didn't want to see Sticks with Dennis DeYoung, so that's oh, what you're a Tommy Shaw guy. I get it. Oh uh, no! Say no more. Say no more, fam. Guess what? Canada beat us at again. They've beat us at pot, and now, John, you'll probably appreciate this because uh, this is right up your alley. A uh, nondescript Toronto shopping plaza is uh got a new tenant that's opening up in september and it's advertising itself as the first sex brothel in north america with dolls first sex doll so wait a second is it it, that's like that that begs the question because it's dolls right that makes it legal yeah yeah okay there's a nail salon there's a massage parlor there's a dry cleaner and then there is uh, an exciting new way to achieve the needs without the many restrictions, limitations of a normal brothel, say, in Nevada. Yeah, it's like an adult uh, discovery zone. Right. <laughs> like a gymboree. <laughs> yeah. So the question is, yeah. uh, it's, it's very discreet. There's no one at the counter. You basically kind of walk in. There's a, there's a camera as you walk through the door. And you kind of pay your money, and and I don't know exactly what the difference is, but the it ranges from sixty to seven hundred and forty-two dollars per doll. What now I don't sixty dollar one get. Yeah, that's what. I, <laughs> well, what does the seven hundred forty-two one get? I mean, because I'm thinking that goes to some kind of. Well, Lloyd, it's market dynamics, frankly. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it's whatever the market can bear. You see? How she, much is it? If you can get seven hundred and forty bucks, then uh, you know. 
I mean, I don't know if that you just Why get, Roger. Maybe it's like based on time you're with the doll. I, I don't know, but I mean. How much is it if I pull a Louis C.K. and just go in there and masturbate in front of it? <laughs> yeah, in front You of get it. that for 30 bucks. <laughs> but her head's on backwards. The good news is. So you get the blem for uh, 30 bucks. Maybe if you pay seven forty two, you get a fresh doll because uh, they will clarify this that the dolls have been used by other customers, but they are thoroughly sanitized between clients. Mm. Mm-hmm. If that makes you feel better. Do you, you know, Bottle me, I would envision this as being more effective if you were, if you had to, if you downloaded an app and you put your money into the app mm-hmm. and then you went and you booked a room, Right. And then you go into the room and everything's kind of unlocked for you, right? Yeah. Because they got it with hotels now where you got your keys digital and everything's on your phone. And so you, you go in there and everything's kind of discreet like that instead of having to like pay your money in some vending machine. What do you have to put it down into the vagina and it just kind of sucks it up in there and then you can go at it? Is that what happens? Look, man, I the, the thing that I think about is I used to worry about, uh, you know, if you wanted to to watch Spanker Vision there and it's going to come up on your American Express back in the 90s <laughs> <laughs> now you gotta worry about hey honey uh what's this aura dolls thing you did up in uh, vancouver when you were up there visiting for that convention i mean it was like what's this 742 dollar charge so honey i didn't cheat on you i swear to god i did not cheat on you what is this line on our marriott bill that says sex doll six hundred dollars <laughs> Lyle's are you planning his trip to Vancouver and Toronto already? Here's the big question. No, no, because it's obviously one of these things that, uh, you know, it's just meaningless except for a story. Right. You know, people ain't going to go and and, and, uh, bang on the doll all day. Uh, They just, that's not, that's just. There you go, Todd Rundgren. Yeah, that's just silly, you know. Um, Um. what would that be? Well, they can't know. arrest you. I mean, here in America, why would they do it in America? I mean, because how long have you been able to do this in Japan? Uh, they said the only other one that that's done this is Germany. I, th- I guess Germany's what? been doing. Yeah, I don't believe that. that. Well, that's according to the story I'm reading. Come on, said the only other one was Germany. You, you blow up a bunch of freaking dolls and uh, different variant qualities and shove them in a room and say, "Get at it." They said this is the first one in North America, the world's first brothel showcasing silicon sex dolls, opened in Germany last year. So, the only way it's going to turn on some some uh, guys, they got to do this out in a in a park somewhere, right? Well, you, know, you got to be in a you have to be in some kind of public park, right? I think the sixty dollar one. Yeah, you you walk into a room and it's just filled with a bunch of those cheap sex dolls you find at any store, right? And then you you buy the seven hundred and fifty dollar one, and that's one of. But those why nice go to a strip mall in Toronto to do that when you can do that right in your own bedroom? I mean, to me, it's like that's why it's well, bullshit. Maybe guys- Maybe guys don't want to have that stored in their house or they don't have the ability to store it. Yeah, you know, some like to, you know, because you could, yeah. Yeah, I want to go to Toronto. Instead of going to the range and hitting a couple of balls. And, you know, there's going to be some guys that, there's going to be some guys that would normally hire a hooker that don't do it because they don't, they're so uh, socially, uh, you know, stunted anyway, they they don't even want to have the conversation. 
Well, so I have a room full of various melons. I'm just thinking about going to Toronto right now. <laughs> a, get me a uh, Cuban cigar. To varying temperatures. And work it. The cantaloupe room is right down the hall to the right. <laughs> right, and there is portability there. Um, I was reading in the paper about how Southwest Airlines had uh, kind of clarified their companion animal. Uh, policy right their service animal policy yeah yeah heard yeah and so the funniest thing is uh on service animals uh so effective for travel beginning september 17th 2018 southwest is making changes to our existing policies for accommodating customers customers with disabilities seeking to travel with a trained service animal must still provide credible verbal assurance that the animal is a trained service animal. Additionally, note the following changes to our policy. One, Southwest will only accept the following species of animals in our cabin as trained service animals. Dogs, cats, and miniature horses. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I want to see that. Uh, You know, and I saw that in the news story and I thought, okay, if somebody just slipped that in and and, and they're just, they're loving it because it's just been reported everywhere. So I just had to go to the Southwest site and there it was now. So it's true. uh, I have seen the, you know, the companion animals, the dogs, cats, whatever. I haven't caught one of these miniature horses yet. Oh yeah. Uh, And, and where do they, where do they go? Where do they sit? (laughs) <laughs> no where do they go it's your you're right well, i know they go i know what they're doing i mean you know it's like really but where do they go do they go in the fucking aisle or not many plant is there a little minute miniature horse on a freaking plane what's there that a, for is there a miniature oh horse cart? bag I disability i like riding on the horse it goes into the bag though can't you put it into a bag i mean they're miniature horses where is they're the not, horse gonna shit the at size of a terrier it's a I mean, I hate to bring the guy that's bringing up shit in the podcast, which I've been known to do a couple of times. Where is that horse going to take a shit at? I don't know, but if there's an Eagles fan on the plane, they'll eat it right up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, now. No. Uh, I just thing? saw that, and I, and I flipped out. I thought, <laughs> uh, maybe there's something I'm not aware of. Maybe... If uh, maybe I just need to seek enlightenment. I haven't looked because I wanted to say miniature horses as service animals. Well, that was the question. I mean, are who I've never seen a miniature horse as a service animal anywhere. Well, of course not. See, they won't let people now travel with uh, rodents, ferrets, insects, spiders, reptiles, hedgehogs, rabbits or sugar gliders. (laughs) Acting as a trained service animal. But you can have a miniature pony. Your horse. Your horse is fine. So it's it's, it's three animals that are okay. It's dogs, horses, and what? And cats. Cats? Yeah. Where the fuck are you going to have a service cat? A service cat, cat, right. That's weirder than a horse. Who's going to have a service? When the hell do you ever have a service cat? What kind of cat is going to respond to any kind of command anyway? Uh, None. 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 I don't know of a service cat. They'll just look at you going like, you don't even think about putting me in that fucking cage. You can find a fine service cat. Right. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) These days, you can't find one. 
Yeah, I'll just go up into your kitchen. Pee in your so, mouth. how big is is the dog you can take on the plane? It I mean, I don't know. I don't know the sizes. My, my well, the dog has to be about the fact that it said miniature horse. Yeah, the dog can be as large as a miniature horse, Lord. If that, if that helps. What the hell is that? <laughs> and who's trying to say this is my 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 service hedgehog? <laughs> right. Yeah. This is my service guinea pig. My service tarantula. The service germ. I can hear Ava right now listening to this podcast like, Dad, I can take my rat on the plane when we go home to North Carolina. I can no, say it's my no, service she rat. Can't. That's banned. Yeah. The- but if she had a miniature horse, <laughs> she could do it. <laughs> right. You could do that. That would be fine. And imagine you've got the, you know, you you, you always want it. You, you got the window seat. Disruptive behavior. <laughs> Scratching, excessive whining or barking, growling, biting, lunging, urinating, or defecating in the cabin or gate area. There you go. So, so Louis C.K. can't be on any kind of plane. Right. Oh. That's it. We're taking a poll tonight. If you'd rather have a miniature horse, a dog, or a cat, let us know. 855-576-2530. We'd love to hear your opinion. You're never going to get a call on that. 855-576-2530. I did morning radio way too long. You're never going to get a call on that one. Well, I really would like to talk to somebody who owns a service cat. Or a service miniature horse. Dogs have paws. They can, you know, open doors and everything. I mean, what can a horse do? I'd show you where dad passed out. <laughs> the, only thing that, 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 the only thing that the service cat does is shit in the bathtub. <laughs> and blame it on the horse i will go to your party and i will tear it up really beaver kool-aid get it hard with lyle la lloyd and drew make it look a man so go ahead stick your head up your ass <laughs>